it's Mary Coleman, your host for the All Things Education podcast. If you don't know, I'm a student too, and I'm currently studying psychology. I'm so glad you're listening today because we learn about study and lifestyle tips, chat with professional guests about a range of topics. We learn about the ins and outs of school and uni life, how to form solid friendships, actualize career aspirations, chat about relationships, moving, traveling, and so much more. We have a range of content on this podcast, and it's all to help you be that much more informed about the world we live in. So let's get educated, shall we? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. If you are new and this is the first time that you're listening to the channel, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is, as it said before, the All Things Education podcast. So we discuss everything related to study tips, career aspirations, how to actualize your career aspirations. We talk about lifestyle, we talk about mental health, self-love, self-care, all of the above. And today we're going to be speaking about artificial intelligence. I'm actually really excited to talk about this today. And what I'm most excited for you guys to hear about is really my perspective on artificial intelligence, how I think it is really, really beneficial for students and how it can help students learn and um, you know deepen and get more successful in their academic journey. But also I'm going to be speaking about the cons of artificial intelligence or AI as it's more often than not cold and um, yeah so I'm really excited to delve into the conversation today and I'm most excited for you guys to learn about the pros and cons particularly how to avoid plagiarism when using AI. I know AI is a very hot topic right now and I'm very keen to yeah explore it more and especially how you guys can utilize it uh, and you know make your grades better by using AI and what to watch out for. Okay, but before we get into that, let's do a life update. What has happened this week? Well, assignments are starting to roll in and I've submitted an assignment already and kind of starting to work on the next three or four assignments for um, you know the four units that I'm doing. And um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this already, but psychology, I'm not doing it this semester. So as everyone knows, I'm doing an arts degree, liberal arts degree, which focuses on um, literature and history and subjects like that and um, I'm putting psychology on pause just for the second while I get this other degree under my belt so next semester I'm going to pick up psychology again I'm just trying to rearrange and figure out living um, the new environment and the new lifestyle and just trying to figure out everything that um, goes on there and yeah but it has been a pretty good past couple of weeks it's been very busy I'm so glad to be back behind the microphone recording today it's just so nice just to be able to record another podcast episode yes this is a solo episode today if you guys were wondering um, funny thing I've actually used chat GPT to help me write this podcast episode so I'm very excited um, I was very interested to see what it would create because I had my own sort of notes my own pros and cons in the back of my head and then I asked chat GPT pros and cons of artificial intelligence and it came up with some very inquisitive answers so I am very interested and I'm keen to share them with you guys today what chat GPT has come up with um, and it's actually very similar to what I would have said as well. So that's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. So let us talk about Bright Futures really quickly. Um, and if you didn't already know, Bright Futures is um, a child and development, child aid and development organization. Basically, if you are looking for a way to make a difference in the lives of children and families in need around the world, I would highly recommend you consider supporting Bright Futures Child Aid and Development Agency. So Bright Futures is a non-profit organization which is dedicated to improving the lives of children and families through sustainable programs, which are very much focused on education, health, and economic development. And the best thing about Bright Futures is they can't just do it alone. They rely on the support of people like you and like me to help them make a difference. 
And that's actually why I've started up a merch store and I donate 100% of the profits to Bright Futures. So essentially by purchasing a product from my merch store, my online merch store, you can help support this important organization and the children and families it serves. So it um, helps children and communities, families, women in Uganda, Pakistan, Kenya, and India. And essentially the store that I've set up, it offers a variety of products, including t-shirts, hoodies, sweatpants, hats, tote bags and they're not only just stylish but they also support a good cause and I think that's the best thing and that's why we should definitely get behind it. The store designs I would definitely say are inspired by my passion for education and definitely like my belief in the power of learning to transform lives and yeah so every single time someone makes a purchase it's going 100% of those profits straight to Bright Futures Child Aid and Development Agency and then um, there are ambassadors for the um, for Bright Futures and they're making sure that all of the money is actually going to where it's supposed to be. So if you are looking for a way to make a difference and support an important cause, please definitely consider purchasing a product from my online merch store with 100% of the profits going to support Bright Futures Child Aid and Development Agency you can really make a positive impact on the lives of children and families around the world. All right, so that's my little plug for Right Futures done and dusted. Um, yes, yeah, so um, just another reminder. So there have been a couple of episodes where I've been putting in a review of the week. So every week there's someone, I'll select someone from an email that's been sent to send in a review. So if you want to give a review for the All Things Education podcast, I highly encourage you to do so as well. Essentially, you just email me hello at allthingseducation21.com. So hello at allthingseducation21.com. It will be in the show notes. And you can send in a 30 second audio file just saying why you love the All Things Education podcast or what you think could be improved or what you um, have found helpful with your favorite episode. And just a 30 second little um, voice memo that you send through and then I'll pop it into the podcast, which is really exciting. All right. So this episode, as I was saying before, is all about artificial intelligence and looking at the pros and cons of artificial intelligence. So artificial intelligence, let's just jump right into it. So it's otherwise known as AI and it is a rapidly developing field that is basically just transforming the way we live and work. And in this episode, we are definitely going to be exploring the advantages and disadvantages, the pros and cons of AI and really consider how this technology might shape the future, especially um, if you're listening and you're a teacher or you know teachers that are concerned about AI and you're a student or you're a parent, please definitely send this to the teachers because we're also going to be discussing great ways for teachers to help educate their students about AI and how they can utilize it effectively so that um, you know there's no plagiarism. And we're also going to be speaking about plagiarism as well. Well, plagiarism is how to avoid it in general and how to avoid it specifically for AI. And we're also going to be talking about the general pros and cons of AI, not specific to study as well. We'll focus on that, but we're generally just going to explore the pros and cons of AI. So if you're not studying or you're, uh, you are studying, but you're not really interested in the study side of things, we are definitely going to be exploring advantages and disadvantages in general. So AI or artificial intelligence is a field of computer science that focuses on creating machines that can perform tasks that typically require human intelligence. So if you've never heard of artificial intelligence before, that's what it is. It's, it focuses on creating machines that can perform tasks that typically require human intelligence, such as recognizing patterns or understanding natural language or making decisions. 
So AI has its roots in the development of electronic computers in the mid 20th century, as early computer scientists began to explore the possibility of creating machines that could stimulate human intelligence. One of the earliest pioneers in the field of AI was Alan Turing, a British mathematician and computer scientist who is widely regarded as the father of computer science. And essentially in the 1950s, he developed a test known as the Turing test, you know his last name is Turing, which is designed to measure a machine's ability to exhibit human-like intelligence. And the test involved a human judge communicating with both a machine and another human and attempting to determine which was based on their responses to a series of questions. Um, so another key figure in the development of AI was John McCarthy. Um, and he was an American computer scientist who essentially just coined the term artificial intelligence in 1956. And McCarthy was instrumental in developing the field of symbolic reasoning, which involved creating computer programs that could manipulate symbols and perform logical operations. So in the decades that followed that researchers, they sort of made significant progress in developing AI technologies, which um, included expert systems, which used um, things like knowledge, representation, and inference rules to solve problems in specific domains and neural networks, which were inspired by the structure and function of the human brain. But progress in AI was not always steady, and there were a lot of periods of like boom and bust as researchers, um, I guess, struggled to overcome the technical challenges and funding for AI research, um, and that waxed and waned a lot. And in the 1980s, um, this is just an example, but AI experienced what became known as the AI winter. I'm saying that in quotations, AI winter. Um, as many researchers became disillusioned with the field due to its lack of progress and high costs. So essentially there was just a significant amount of cost and AI didn't really seem to be progressing. So it was called the AI winter because it was pretty doom and gloom at that point. But in recent years, obviously there's been a renewed interest in AI, which has been fueled by advances in computing power and big data and machine learning. And obviously, as we know now, because we're living in this time, AI technologies are being used in a wide range of applications from things like image and speech recognition to self-driving cars and personalized medicine. So essentially, um, the history of AI has been very complex, um, very like multi multifaceted, I would say. Um, and it was marked by both um, breakthroughs and setbacks. However, I would say the potential benefits of AI are just too great to ignore. Um, and researchers continue to make progress in this field. Um, and as they do like keep making that progress, I guess we can just expect to see um, increasingly the sense of like sophistication and powerful AI technologies, um, which will definitely emerge in the years ahead. So that's just sort of a bit of a background on um, AI and the history of AI and you know who was like the earliest pioneers in it what it is, what it does. So essentially, if you're not too um, learned in the like in the term AI or where it came from, now you know. <laughs> Let's jump right on in now to talk about the general pros, the advantages of artificial intelligence. So I would say that um, the pros of artificial intelligence has many, many benefits. And one of the most significant really is its ability to automate um, routine tasks, which definitely can save time and increase efficiency and allows things like businesses and organizations to focus on more important work. AI can also improve decision-making processes as it can analyze data more quickly and accurately um, than humans. Um, for example, 
um, AI can help doctors diagnose diseases or assist in financial forecasting. Um, okay, so this next section, I've actually asked ChatGPT to um, write this section for me. So this is pretty exciting. I am just going to be reading exactly what it's written um, and you'll get an idea of the intelligence that um, AI has. So if you're not familiar with ChatGPT or if artificial intelligence is something that's sort of new to you and you haven't really heard of it much before this podcast episode or maybe you haven't really heard of it until this year in 2023, um, ChatGPT sort of got a lot of heat um, around um, its name because it was really one of the most progressive and most successful artificial intelligence software um, that just got a lot of popularity. So essentially it is... um, well, I guess I think it's a language bot. Um, so it helps with communication and language. So it does things, obviously language is not just um, the speaking language, but also the coding language, um, translation, communication, just all of those, everything that comes under the bracket of language. And um, yeah, so ChatGPT, if you haven't tried it, it is pretty cool. All you have to do is create an account, um, you know, obviously username, password, first and last name, verify yourself, and then off you go. And you can have some great conversations with ChatGPT. What I really like about ChatGPT in particular is it remembers what you said in previous messages. So you sort of have a chat with this artificial intelligence. So it's, you know, you're not actually talking to a human on the other side. It is it is a robot, right? It's artificial intelligence. And um, essentially, you can just ask any questions. Um, so I said, what are, the, what are some pros of artificial intelligence um, in particular for students who are currently studying? Um, that was my question and I asked it to write 10 different points so this is what I'm going to read for you now but essentially it wrote that and then I was able to ask and build off of that response and say oh can you please um, you know flesh out this response a little bit more and explain what you meant by this line so remember what it's written and what you've asked as well in the same chat so if you create a different chat it's a different story Um, and I would say it is also very teachable in the sense that I was able to ask it just as a bit of a test just for a a fun thing I said do you know who Mary Coleman is and do you know what the All Things Education podcast is and what it does and it said there are many All Things Education podcasts and (laughs) unfortunately it said I couldn't find one that was related to Mary Coleman Um, but then I put in the link to the podcast episode and then it was able to analyze it and then it actually gave me a really cool biography about the podcast which I probably might utilize in the future at some point so ChatGPT is really great artificial intelligence personally that's my like personal point of view anyway so um, let's just go into the um, the advantages of using artificial intelligence for students and this again as I said before was written by ChatGPT so in particular for students this is point number one AI has numerous benefits which can help you in your learning so personalized learning is the first point. Um, AI can help create personalized learning experiences for students, adapting to their individual needs and abilities, and this can help improving learning outcomes and ensure that students receive the support they need. Point number two, improved student assessment. So AI can help teachers assess student learning more accurately and effectively, efficiently, sorry, enabling them to identify areas where students may be struggling and provide targeted support. Point number three is there is enhanced accessibility. So AI-powered tools can help make education more accessible to students with disabilities or other special needs by providing things like assistive assistive technologies that support learning and communication. Point number four is advanced learning technologies. So 
AI-powered education tools and platforms can provide students with innovative and engaging ways to learn, such as virtual reality simulations and game-based learning. Number five, improved student engagement. So AI-powered tools can help keep students engaged in their learning by providing real-time feedback, personalized recommendations, and interactive content. Number six, there is faster grading and feedback. AI can help automate grading and provide feedback to students more quickly, which allows teachers to spend more time focusing on instruction and support. Okay, so point number seven is there is predictive analytics. So AI-powered analytics can help predict which students are at risk of falling behind or dropping out, enabling teachers to provide targeted support before problems escalate. Um, point number eight is there is increased collaboration. So AI-powered collaboration tools can help students work together more effectively, regardless of their location or their time zone and point number nine there's career readiness so ai can help students prepare for future careers by providing real world experiences through stimulated environments and predictive modeling and lastly point 10 is efficiency so ai powered tools can help streamline administrative tasks allowing educators to focus on instruction and student support so that was all written by artificial intelligence that section and i think it's pretty cool it did a pretty good job at explaining obviously what artificial intelligence is um uh, sorry in particular just like the, the general advantages and the pros of ai artificial intelligence i did really like point seven predictive analytics I do like the fact that um, AI-powered analytics can really help predict which students are at risk of, you know, falling behind or dropping out. And I think that's a really great point for the teachers listening because it's able to give um, the teachers an indication of potentially this student with their past record or potentially just with the grades that they've been receiving lately, there is a chance that something is going wrong or they're dropping out. I'm not saying teachers can't just use their own senses to determine that, but the predictive analytics, especially if you're in a really big, if you're in university or you're in a really big school with a really big year level, of course, teachers can't focus on every single person individually on the same level so predictive analytics and the ai powered analytics can be a really good um, tool that i'm really excited for it to develop a little bit more into the future um okay so let's talk about the cons the disadvantages of ai and again this section is written by artificial intelligence while ai has many benefits there are also some drawbacks to consider so one of the biggest concerns is the potential loss of jobs so as AI becomes more advanced, it could replace workers in industries like manufacturing, transportation, and retail. And this could lead to widespread unemployment and economic instability. So that is the biggest, biggest concern. Another concern is the ethical implications of AI. For example, there is a risk that AI could be programmed with biased data, which is leading to discriminatory outcomes. There is also the question of accountability, as it can be difficult to determine who is responsible when something goes wrong with an AI system. So in particular, just looking and focusing now on to study and students and how AI can be a disadvantage, there can be very much an over-reliance of technology. So if students rely too heavily on artificial intelligence powered tools and platforms, they may not develop important critical thinking and problem solving skills that are essential for success in the workforce. Um, this is not in the script that AI wrote, um, ChatGPT wrote, um, but that's especially why doing courses like a liberal arts degree is so vital because it does develop those critical thinking skills and those problem solving skills. And, um, developing um, those sort of skills and those soft skills are really, really critical, very important um, in the workforce. And I spoke to Sharon Critchlow, and this is another episode, 
and in many other episodes as well on this channel i've spoken about the importance of developing soft skills what are what are soft skills um if you're not too certain jump back to that episode with sharon um talking about um emotional intelligence and then talking about the one before that it was a two-part um sort of episode in a way and yeah those soft skills are vital to develop and if you haven't already started developing or just students in general I think it's very um, important to do a little bit of research on it you don't necessarily have to take a degree on it to develop those skills but a degree can definitely finesse those soft skills in you and those critical thinking problem solving soft skills anyway back to what ChatGPT wrote their second point it wrote was the lack of personalization so while AI can provide personalized learning experiences, it may not always fully understand the nuances of a student's learning style or personal preferences leading to suboptimal outcomes. Third point is there is bias and inaccuracy. So AI systems can be prone to bias and inaccuracies, which can lead to incorrect assessments of student progress or reinforcement of stereotypes and biases. Point four is there are data privacy concerns. So AI powered tools often collect large amounts of data on student behavior and progress, which raises concerns about privacy and security. Okay, so point five is that there is unreliable grading. So automated grading systems powered by AI can be less reliable than human graders, which can lead to inaccuracies and inconsistencies in student assessments. Point six is there is a loss of human connection. So AI tools can sometimes replace human interaction and connection between students and teachers. Obviously, I don't need to explain this anymore. Um, there is yeah, definitely a loss of human connection between the two. Um, point seven, limited understanding of context. So AI power tools may not always fully understand the contextual factors that influence a student's learning, leading to incorrect assessments of all recommendations. Um, point eight is there is technological complexity. So some AI power tools and platforms can be difficult to use and navigate, requiring significant technological expertise and training, especially those um, perhaps some people in younger or older generations, um, they might not fully understand how um, technology can work and they may struggle to yeah, had that technological complexity and that barrier. So they may find it difficult and very limiting actually for to use programs like ChatGPT because there is a lot of there's a lot of unknown and they just they don't have any knowledge in like how to use technology. Point nine is the cost. So AI power tools can sometimes be really expensive, which makes them inaccessible to students and schools with limited resources, especially in the schools that obviously do not have maybe a lot of funding or um, they might be more public-based schools and the government perhaps may not be funding um, AI-powered tools. So that kind of gives a leg up and an advantage to schools who do have a lot of funding. Um, and the last point, point 10, is there is potential job displacement, which was, like I said before, the main concern, um, along with ethical implications. There was a big concern about the potential loss of jobs. So as AI technology continues to advance, it may lead to job displacement in certain fields, which could significantly impact students' future career prospects. But at the same time, um, this is not what ChatGPT wrote for me, but at the same time, I would say that there is definitely a lot of career, um, future career prospects that are yet to be built, yet to be developed. And that's what I'm most excited to see, the different jobs that will now um, be sprung up because of the lot, like the introduction of artificial intelligence will therefore lead to a lot of new jobs that need to be created to keep um, the economy, like, you know, to keep it growing. So that's a really awesome 
idea um, and just something to think about that technology, even though there's a lot of development in technology, it also means that there needs to be a lot of jobs to develop artificial intelligence. So that's like another pathway that, um, you know, to be doing um, the maths and the science behind creating artificial intelligence um, tools. And obviously there's going to be million and millions of other jobs that are going to be created over however many years it needs to be, um, which will definitely fund and support the economy because artificial intelligence is growing. Therefore, other jobs need to be made, if that makes sense. Anyways, that is what ChatGPT wrote for me for the cons of AI. Let's now talk about what are some concerns for teachers, because obviously there are a lot of concerns for teachers and the concerns that students are going to be using artificial intelligence to you know maybe perhaps write essays or summaries and things that will um, be constituted as plagiarism so I guess some of the main concerns for teachers is there is reduced control so with AI powered tools and platforms teachers may have less control over the learning process and may need to rely more on technology to provide instruction and feedback um, another point um, that I've written is there's technological skill requirements and teachers may need to develop new technological skills to effectively incorporate AI into their instruction, which could be challenging for some educators, especially if they're not technologically advanced as well. Um, I do know that a lot of the younger teachers, the teachers that are just coming out of university and graduating now, obviously do have more technological skill um, capabilities because um, they have been introduced to AI at a younger age. So that could be um, another challenge for some educators who do struggle with technology. And the third point is um, I think that there will be a little bit of resistance, potential resistance, because some teachers may be resistant to the use of AI in education, either due to concerns about job displacement or just a general lack of trust in technology and in artificial intelligence. Obviously, we're talking before about the ethical concerns because it does use a lot of data and requires a lot of data for it to function properly. So that could be another concern for teachers. The fourth point is there is increased workload. So while AI can help streamline certain aspects of teaching, it may also increase the teacher's workloads as they need to adapt to new tools and platforms and they obviously need to learn how the system works. Um, I guess in a way, I believe that it's sort of inevitable that um, AI will eventually be incorporated into many different um, facets of education and obviously different like many careers in general but specifically just talking about education I do think that AI um, already has a part to play in terms of research as well and it's going to continue to grow so I believe that it's inevitable that teachers are going to have to eventually learn how to use AI or you know be like basically just understand the foundations of it so that they don't have to use it but they understand it at least because um, you know potentially it could be incorporated into the education institution in the future um, the fifth point is there is reduced personalization. So some teachers may worry that AI powered tools and platforms will lead to a reduction in personalized instruction and a loss of human connection with students. And that was another point that was said before for the cons of AI that reduced personalization. So of course it is a bot, it is artificial intelligence. So it's not that human to human connection. And that's why many teachers um, may have that worry that it will reduce that personalized growth. And of course that 
the human to human connection, the teacher to student connection is very vital, especially the young age in primary schools as well. It's really important that um, children have that human connection to help them grow and flourish as a human being. Um, point six is there are data privacy concerns. So of course, teachers may be concerned with the amount of data that's collected on students by AI powered tools and platforms and the potential privacy risks associated with this. Of course, because um, it does say, for example, when you use ChatGPT, it says make sure you don't put any personal information, any passwords, anything like that, because it is a system, it does remember everything. So the seventh point is there are equity issues. So there is a risk that um, AI-powered tools may perpetuate existing inequalities in education as certain students may not have access to technology or may not benefit from the same personalized instruction as others. Again, saying this before, in the different schools um, that can fund AI powered tools, it will obviously give them more of an advantage and then schools that may not have the amount, uh, the same amount of government funding or just funding in general, they might not be able to implement AI powered tools, which will result in them obviously in a deficit in that knowledge and that will create equity issues. Point eight is there is inaccurate assessments. So again, teachers may worry that AI powered assessments are less accurate or reliable than traditional methods, which could impact students' learning outcomes. Um, another point is there's a lack of transparency. So some teachers may be concerned about the lack of transparency in AI algorithms and the potential for bias or inaccuracies. So obviously, um, if a AI powered tool, like for example, ChatGPT was to write an essay, it could have a pre-existing bias based on information that has been previously input by somebody else um, or gathering like the recollection of data, which actually could have a bias. And let's say that, um, you know, I asked ChatGPT to write me a summary of um, World War II, for example. It could have a bias and say that, you know, someone else won than when it wasn't supposed to. I don't know, something like that. But there can be definitely biases in um, the artificial intelligence tools and the algorithm. Okay, and the last point for some of the concerns for teachers is there's pedagogical concerns. So teachers may worry that AI-powered tools and platforms do not align with their pedagogical philosophy or teaching style. And this could lead to a reduction in the quality of instruction. That's pretty self-explanatory. I don't think I need to go into it anymore. Yeah, so those are some of the concerns for teachers. Obviously, those are just 10 very brief points that I've come up with. And obviously, I would say that um, these concerns are very valid. And I do think they need to be addressed if AI is to be implemented into the educational institutions. Um, but now let's jump into students and teachers obviously can use this as well. These are some really awesome AI based research tools for students and there are obviously a number of AI powered platforms that can be helpful for students conducting research. A few examples um, that I've noted down, there's just eight of them. Um, these are just some of the different AI powered tools that you might have already used before or you may not have heard of before and i will also if you do want these um the links to these different tools i highly encourage you if you could just send me a dm on instagram so the username is all things education 21 as in the numbers two and one if you just send me a dm on there and then just ask for the ai based research tools for students i will send you links to all of the eight that i'm about to say some of them again you may have already heard of um, there are like two, three very rarely well-known ones, I think. Um, and then the others are some new. Anyway, let's get into it. So first of all is Google Scholar. Most people have heard of Google Scholar. This is actually obviously a free search engine that allows students to search for scholarly literature across many disciplines and sources. So Google Scholar does actually use AI algorithms to rank search results based on relevance and citations. I use Google Scholar a lot. 
Um, obviously, uh, studying a arts degree, a liberal arts degree, um, a lot of the sources are given to me, so I don't really have to go and search for external sources. And if I do, most of them are in the library. But Google Scholar is great to build foundational knowledge and to really get yeah that basis, um, that baseline understanding of a particular subject that you're working on, this particular topic. So that is the first one, Google Scholar. The second one is IBM Watson Discovery. So this is a cloud-based platform that uses AI and natural language processing to help students analyze unstructured data and just essentially extract insights. It can be used to search and analyze a variety of sources, including research papers, news articles, and social media. So that is really, really great. So that one is called IBM Watson Discovery. Again, send me a message, all things education 21 on Instagram, and I'll send you the links to all of this. The third one is Mendeley, and this is a reference management tool that uses AI to help students organize and annotate research papers. It can also um, suggest relevant research articles based on a student's interests and reading history. So that is pretty cool. Um, so that's Mendeley. The fourth one you probably have heard of is Turnitin. So Turnitin is a platform that does actually use AI to help students check their work for plagiarism and ensure that they are citing sources correctly and actually can also provide feedback on writing style and grammar. Um, and that just flows nicely into the fifth one, which is Grammarly. Um, as many people know, Grammarly is very big. It's an AI powered tool that helps students improve their writing by providing suggestions for grammar, spelling and style. It can be used to check essays, research papers and other writing assignments. So that is a really great way to not plagiarize, but to still utilize an AI powered tool that can help with your grammar. Again, each institution sees um, plagiarism as something potentially like slightly different. So I know some institutions where Grammarly is plagiarizing because you are getting an external party to check and edit your work. Um, I would say just my personal opinion is Grammarly is obviously not changing your work to give ideas that are like not of your own, but it's more just changing the grammar and just like the general structure of your work to make it sound more coherent, which I think, again, I guess it could be taken as a form of plagiarism because you're making your work better and you're not um, doing the work yourself to make it better. But I would still argue that the ideas are of your own if you are writing the essay entirely on your own and then you're just getting the grammar side of it to be checked. But then again, things like Microsoft Word check your grammar for you. So that could also be argued as a form of plagiarism then because, you know, it's not of your own idea, of your own work, you're changing your grammar. So there can be arguments both ways. Anyway, so the sixth one is called Wolfram Alpha. So this is a computational knowledge engine that can be used to search for answers to complex questions in a variety of subjects and this includes subjects like maths, science, and engineering. It uses AI to understand natural language queries and provide accurate answers. The fourth one is Zoho Notebook. So this is an AI-powered note-taking app that can be used to capture research notes, images, and links. And I really love this one. It can also organize notes based on tags and provide suggestions for related content. Um, so that is Zoho Notebook. I actually have not tried that one out as of yet. I was just doing some research into this and that's one that came up. I am really excited to try that out. I do like the idea that it can organize notes based on tags and provide suggestions for related content. Um, and the eighth one is called RefMe. So this is a citation management tool that uses AI to generate citations and bibliographies in a variety of styles. It can be used to save time and ensure that citations are formatted correctly. Another great one as well is citethisforme.com. I really 
really enjoy that one. Um, it obviously creates citations, um, footnotes, in-text referencing, and bibliographies, and that is obviously very similar to RefMe. And lastly, obviously, ChatGPT can be really great to um, organize, and this is not on the list, but I've been talking about it quite a bit, and because it is probably, I would say, the best well-known tool that has affiliations to artificial intelligence. So ChatGPT is essentially, as I was saying before, a language and communication software. So it is really great if you wanted to um, give ChatGPT a particular link to something and say, this is a link that, um, you know, is something that um, is my topic of interest right now and would you be able to find four or five other links um, you know that are proved and you know a good reference to use for my assignment and then it can find similarities between the link that you provided and provide other links it's very cool it does other things like coding I've asked it to code me a little game before I've asked it to write me an Instagram post I've asked obviously as you saw before the pros and cons for artificial intelligence so it does a lot of little things and I really do enjoy using chat GPT just for the general thing but obviously it is very easy just to fall into plagiarism anyway overall there are many AI powered platforms and tools available for students to use in their research. The best platform will generally just depend on the specific needs and research goals of the student. Again, it is very easy to plagiarize when you are using um, artificial intelligent platforms because it is an external source of knowledge that you're gaining from and it's something that is doing your work for you in many um, ways. So they have to be careful when you use um, the different AI based research tools. Anyway, so I will now move on to how to avoid plagiarism when using artificial intelligence, because obviously that is a very hot topic as well. The um, association between plagiarism and artificial intelligence, particularly in the education institutions, I think there is a, it, well, plagiarism in itself is just a serious academic offense that can result in severe consequences for students. And I would say with the increasing use of AI power tools, it's really important for students to take steps to ensure that they don't accidentally plagiarize because accidental plagiarism is a lot more common than you think. I've accidentally plagiarized before and I didn't realize um, I just forgot to cite a source and I know people that have relied on um, other sources too much and it's just accidental plagiarism. So here are some tips to avoid plagiarism when using artificial intelligence. The first point is to understand what plagiarism is. Students I should definitely familiarize themselves with what plagiarism is, what types of actions can be considered plagiarism. Um, this can include using someone else's words or ideas without proper attribution, paraphrasing even without citing the source, or just submitting work that has been previously submitted for another class. Um, the second point is to make sure and ensure you're using repeatable sources. So when conducting research, students should use repeatable sources and ensure that they properly cite any information that they use in their work. This can help prevent accidental plagiarism and ensure that they are providing accurate information. The third point is just to check for plagiarism. So students can actually use AI-powered plagiarism detection tools like Turnitin or Grammarly, as I was saying before, to check their work for potential plagiarism. And these tools can help identify any areas where the student may have inadvertently copied or paraphrased someone else's work without proper, um, like properly attributing to their work. Um, and the fourth point is to use proper citation formats. So students should be familiar with the citation style required by their tutor or your lecturer. Generally, it's Harvard or Chicago, and this can be um, using this can include sorry using like in-text citations, footnotes, endnotes, um, including a bibliography or reference list at the end of the work. And it's really important that you do know the difference between. Um, 
in-text citations, footnotes, endnotes, bibliography, reference list. You should know the difference between all of those when it's appropriate to use each one. But on top of that, also when um, like which lecturer likes what as well. It's really great to know. Um, generally, when you're in school, it's you'll use one kind of referencing. Your teacher will generally say, this is exactly how you need to reference this subject. In university or in tertiary institutions, I feel like it's a little bit more loose with referencing and um, using proper citation formats. And I think it's just a matter of going up to each lecturer, each tutor, and just asking them what they prefer. The fifth point is to use AI tools as a starting point. So AI tools can be a great resource for finding information, generating ideas, you know, checking writing, but I would really highly encourage students to not just rely solely on these tools, again, because um, it doesn't progress your soft skills as much, but um, just as in a general point, um, you should try and use them as a starting point. Students should try and use it as a starting point and then review the information to ensure that um, they are properly citing their sources and avoiding plagiarism. Um, so like I said before, as that example of um, submitting to ChatGPT or an AI-powered source, an AI-powered tool, just a link, and asking it to find similar links, and then that's how you could use it as a research platform rather than asking you to write, asking it to write a full essay based on that link, you know. And the sixth point is to paraphrase really, really carefully. So when plagiarism, when paraphrasing information, sorry, from sources, students should take care to ensure that they're not just copying too closely or using too many of the original author's words. They should ensure that they properly cite the source of the information. What I really like to do, and this is what um my history um, slash English teacher in high school taught me is she said to read the information and this is not a brand new idea as well but this is something that's helped me a lot is to read the information um, whether it's in a book or on a website in a journal something from the library and then put that information aside and then blurt so if you don't know what blurting is um, you should definitely look it up I've got stuff on my Instagram about different um, you know, note-taking and learning methods, but blurt the information. So just essentially just dump down all the information you remember from reading the text. And that is the information that you know. And then that is something that you can use therefore the stuff that you've written down. And it could be stuff you remember word for word from the text, or it could be information that you're just trying to paraphrase. And that is what you should use instead of, you know, half looking at the text and the author's work and then half writing and then looking back and forth and back and forth because that um, has, there's more um, chance that you might plagiarize accidentally because you're not paraphrasing enough. Um, And the seventh and last point is just to ask for help. So if students are unsure about whether they are plagiarizing, they should just ask their tutor, lecturer, or teacher, or even a librarian for help. Librarians are really great in this field and um, yeah, they're awesome. I would highly encourage you guys to use them as much as possible. Um, students can also seek out resources on how to avoid plagiarism, like listening to this podcast episode, for example, and ensure that they are using sources appropriately. So just overall, students can avoid plagiarism with AI by just being mindful of the sources, using proper citation formats and using plagiarism detection tools to check the work. All right, let's talk about how teachers can now help students not plagiarize with artificial intelligence because obviously artificial intelligence and teachers and everything I was talking about before, it's a bit of a minefield right now and teachers are very skeptical about whether to trust AI and to go crazy with it or to utilize it or to not use it at all. So 
Here are some tips about how teachers can help students not plagiarize with AI. Number one, educate students about AI. That is the first and foremost step. Teachers can provide students with an understanding of what artificial intelligence is and how it can be used to enhance their studies. They can introduce different types of AI tools and discuss the benefits and limitations of each. The second point is to provide guidance on using AI tools. So teachers can provide guidance on how to use AI tools effectively, such as how to select the best tools for a particular task, how to integrate artificial intelligence tools into the research process, and how to avoid potential pitfalls. So the third point is to encourage critical thinking. So AI tools are so great and they can be so helpful in so many different ways, but they are not perfect and obviously can sometimes provide inaccurate or biased information. So teachers can encourage students to think critically about the information provided by AI tools and to evaluate it in the context of other sources. Okay, the fourth point is to emphasize the importance of proper citation. So AI tools can make it easier to access and use information, but they can also introduce new challenges when it comes to citing sources properly. Teachers can emphasize the importance of proper citation and provide guidance on how to cite sources when using AI tools. The fifth point is to provide feedback on student work. So teachers can provide feedback on student work to help them improve their use of AI tools. This can include feedback on how to better integrate AI tools into their research process, how to evaluate the accuracy of information provided by AI tools, and how to properly cite sources when using AI tools. Okay, so that is that section done, how teachers can help students not plagiarize with AI. I do hope that the teachers listening here will be able to get a bit more of an understanding now you know what AI is and um, the pros and cons of it, just generally and in the classroom, how students can plagiarize with it or and how to avoid it, the different resources that can be used and then how, to, how teachers can help students not plagiarize. Now let's talk about the future of artificial intelligence because of course, Artificial intelligence, well, what does the future hold for it? It's, I think it's got a big future. And while there are definitely certain um, risks to consider, many experts believe that AI has the potential to transform, transform our world for the better. Um, for example, AI could help solve some of the world's most pressing problems, such as things like climate change, um, and also by identifying patterns and making predictions that humans might miss, you know? So however, there is still so, so, so much work to be done to ensure that AI is developed and implemented in a responsible way. And this includes ensuring that AI is designed to be transparent, explainable and accountable and that is and that it is used in a way that benefits society as a whole so in conclusion to make it very essay-like <laughs> artificial intelligence has the potential to bring about significant benefits such as increased efficiency and improved decision-making processes there are a lot of risks to consider such as things like job loss ethical concerns as i was saying before as students studying this topic, it is important to be aware of both the advantages and disadvantages of artificial intelligence and to consider how this technology might shape the future. So yeah, I hope you found that informative and very thought-provoking. Um, there's a lot of questions, obviously, that have stemmed from this discussion today, I would say, on my end. I definitely know that I have a thousand questions about artificial intelligence and I'm very fascinated by it. And I'm looking forward to seeing the development of artificial intelligence as it continues to grow. Um, but let me know what you guys think of artificial intelligence and I'll leave you with this question and I would love for you to respond either in an email, hello at allthingseducation21.com or DM me on Instagram, allthingseducation21. I would love to for you to just to 
tell me your thoughts about artificial intelligence and if you think it is worth it if you think that educational institutions should pursue it and um, incorporate it more so into the curriculum and into the lifestyle of education facilities or if you're a little bit skeptical about it i would really love to hear your opinion on it because i think discussions like this is so thought-provoking anyway thank you guys so much for listening um Yes, I hope that everyone has a beautiful day. And um, just in terms of social media and where you can find the All Things Education podcast on socials, like I said before, the tagline is at All Things Education 21. There's some really great informative stuff on there um, that just discusses everything and anything related to study, lifestyle, education. We talk about finance. Um, recently, I've been doing a lot of lifestyle videos, a little lot of mini vlogs about cleaning and preparing for uni and um, project 50 if you're not familiar with project 50 i highly recommend that you go check that out on the instagram because i've just finished it i finished it on the 20th of march which is really exciting so i put up a post about my favorite tips about how to successfully complete project 50 so if you're ever considering it definitely go check it out i explain what it is on the instagram as well if you're not familiar and in the story highlights you can also see my whole journey of doing project 50 um, and my digital diary that i kept every single day i uploaded for you guys um last thing if you enjoyed the episode today i would highly encourage you to please rate the podcast five stars and if you're listening on apple podcast i would highly encourage you guys to leave a review it means a lot to me i have received a couple of reviews and it's just so nice to read them i'm not actually sure if i have to approve them before they get like put up for everyone else to see i haven't quite figured that out yet but um i have seen a couple of the reviews so thank you very much for those and yes if you're listening on spotify or apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite podcast platform is um please um rate this five stars because it allows more people to discover the channel discover the podcast and obviously it helps me because i know that you guys are really enjoying the podcast and enjoying the episodes so yes thank you very much for your support so far I really appreciate just everything and all the lovely little messages, the DMs, the emails. Um, if you know one of my friends listens to the podcast and they'll just let me know that they enjoyed it. And it's just such a nice feeling to hear everyone and hear the positive feedback. Again, if you do have any negative or constructive criticism that you want to provide, please definitely send me an email. Hello at allthingseducation21.com. Be more than happy to hear it. Anyways, stay educated, everybody, and see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the All Things Education podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, why not support the show? Head to the description of this episode and click on the support the show link to donate in increments of $5. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform. And remember, the advice given on this channel and on our social media is general information only. If you have any specific personal health, well-being and or educational issues, reach out to professionals such as your GP, school counselor and or a trusted person in your life before making any final decisions. Please do not take this episode as specific personal advice. And hopefully you now have more information about the topic you've listened to today. For more study and lifestyle content, head to our Instagram at allthingseducation21 and the link in the bio will direct you to many helpful resources. Stay educated, everyone, and see you next time.